0: And welcome to this week's episode of Team Cat Home My Radio. This is a 212, 11 or so. Can't believe we made it that far. You know, Happy Friday as well. It is we're making it that far in in our podcast, and also there's a new podcast coming up pretty soon. Well, it's not really a podcast; it's a radio show. Well, It's the same thing. Our radio show is coming up pretty soon, um, I have my radio show which is I own Richland, it's coming up pretty soon, um, it's coming up about the 28th or so if I'm not wrong. And then we also have a Rich SGA radio show, somewhat, I'm still asking any kind of opinions from any members in SGA, cause why not right, That's be my report and I'll be talking about that of course. And hopefully you guys are supporting it and hopefully you guys are actually joining in our radio show. If not joining in the radio show, that will be a waste. Because I want you guys to enjoy having an opinion. All right. Because not having an opinion for yourself, it just makes it look almost a, most as China would. In the, in the communist world, I should say. Because making it more of a communist world, you're not going to ever express yourself. And we live in this time world where it happens so much. And don't believe me you you should look at it because what what you see is what you gonna end up getting and I've, it's very very scary at this moment I'm hoping you guys can continue on expressing yourself you have the freedoms to do so and not giving up because if you give up now it's not gonna do anything good besides bringing a lot of trouble and a lot of stress and we have the rights to express ourselves of course and let's get into the uh, Report. So make sure to every Monday and Friday for our podcast. So local views of one country, two systems improving. That's not me. That's what the centrist party says. As international concerns mounts over declining freedoms, Hong perceptions of the one state of the state of one country, two systems had improved, according to a report commissioned by a self-proclaimed non-pro-establishment party, Path of Democracy. When almost two thirds of survey respondents considering economic prosperity the most important conditions for the city. Okay, that should be something, but what about everything else? But the international community appraisals of the territory's situation continue to deteriorate over the perceptions of declining rule of law and freedom of association and expressions, according to a study conducted by the, by the Hong Kong Institute of Asia Pacific Studies at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. The one country two system principle under which Hong Kong was governed since 1997, refers to allow the to the allowance of rights and freedoms in the city that are absent across the border in mainland China. It's set to expire in 2047, or some people would say it won't. Some people like Ronnie Tong would say there's no expiry date, but still. Path of Democracies One Country Two System Index now stands at 6.02 on a 10-point scale, representing a 4.8 percent jump from the party's previous reading up 5.92% at the end of 2022. The International Index, meanwhile, continued to fall from 60, 6.87 in the second half of the year to 6.82 in the first half of the current year. Some 1,000 residents who participated in a phone interview were asked to choose what conditions would be favorable in the, to the continuation of one to systems. From a list of factors including a high degree of autonomy, economic prosperity, and stability, a further de- a democratic, democratic, um, democratized political systems and national security. Just under two thirds of respondents, at sixty three point eight percent, identified maintain economic prosperity and stability as their most preferred condition. Maintain a high degree of autonomy came second at fifty-two point four percent, followed by political systems demor- uh, democratized further at thirty-two point four. Maintain national security came in at thirty-point one percent. I mean, like that's gonna, like that's gonna really actually be the views of many people. That's not even close to being consensus like in my opinion. National security and economic prosperity work chief among the pro-establishment respondents concerns, while moderates valued economic prosperity and high degree of autonomy. For non-establishment respondents mostly pro democracy people. Democratization of the city's political systems was the most important factor, followed by a high degree of autonomy. According to the survey, moderates accounted for the majority of respondents at 78.6%, while non-establishment respondents made up of 10.9%, and for pro-establishment, six point seven percent. We still found that people's perceptions of the current state of one country two systems was less than satisfactory. But the majority desired for the long term continuation of one country two system was prosperity and stability. The report The report read while various social groups often display different expectations. There's a common ground to bring people together. Meanwhile, the international perceptions of One Country Two Systems saw a marginal decrease, so perceptions of economic openness still remains high at a score of 9.17%. The report attributed the downturn up to the decoupling of global trade and investment. Ratings for civil liberties decreased by 0.8% to 6.23%, reflecting a continued downward trend while perceptions of democratic um, development decreased by 1.6% to 5.04%. Speaking to reporters at a press conference on Monday, Path for Democracy Convenient Ronnie Tong said international assessment scores were derived from a Western research report claiming that Western opinions toward One Country, Two Systems has consistently became 100% negative. The part recommended the establishments of a dedicated office to engage with the Western media on a con- continuing basis to rectify mis- misperceptions due to the need-, need to tell a better Hong Kong story. Separately, Victor Zheng and Kevin Wong of the Chinese University of Hong Kong Institute published an article in Ming Pao saying that citizens' trust in the current, public, uh, current political system remains low. A May two thousand twenty three study found that forty one point nine percent of the respondents ages eighteen to twenty nine did not trust the government, down from down from the seventy five point four percent in December twenty nineteen. But trust has only increased to ten point eight percent from four point three percent for those above sixty and above. Eighteen percent said they trusted the government, with figures going up to forty eight forty eight point nine percent in May this year. Non-establishment respondents' degree of trust remains low at 5.1 percent, up from the previous 4.8 percent. I mean, let's be honest: who's going to trust the government anyway? We don't. We want a government to be clean. We just want them to at least fix themselves. But that's not what the government wants, because if the government all they do is you know just you know you right now we're having a rubber stamp government. We have a rubber stamp legislature. So there's no way that we're gonna able to identify ourselves, you know. How we're we gonna how we're we gonna do it, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be very easy. I mean, how can you tell these guys anything? They win anyway. Free Hong Kong newspaper, Skypost to act print edition next month in response to market development. Skypost, one of Hong Kong's free uh, free Chinese language newspaper will stop its... Print version next month as it focused on its online version. SkyPost made the announcements in a Facebook post in Chinese on Wednesday. Thank you, thank you readers for all your support. Watching as Sky News transform from a free newspaper into an online media, as the Hong Kong Economic Times Group responds to market developments, SkyPost will publish its last printed versions on September 15, twenty three. SkyPost, which is part of the Hong Kong Economic Times Group, was established on July 27, 2011. According to to its website, SkyPost targets Hong Kong's Kong's middle class providing news and information related to travel, health, and entertainment. It distributes free of charge every Monday to Friday. As mentioned in the Facebook post, the online version will continue to publish articles about health, entertainment, and family life. According to local media reports, Skype post held a staff meeting on Wednesday afternoon, which lasted for about 10 minutes which is less. During the meeting, staff were reportedly told that the paper's human resources department would meet employees one by one to discuss compensation. Most of the staff would be dismissed according to another report. Employees of a weekly financial magazine under the Hong Kong economic times group iMoney will also call for an internal meeting on Wednesday in which the management announced that the layouts of the ma- magazine would be changed. And that its that is, two volumes may be reduced to one local, me- local media report. Last Wednesday, U-Media, a leisure magazine under the same group, also said that it would act as print edition from September. The group said in, in its 2020 and 2023 annual report That with full relaxations of the pandemic-related restrictions, as well as reopening of borders, consumers' sentiment began to improve, and there was a sign of rebound in the first quarter of 2023. Though the the recovery was still slow, which I'm not I don't blame them, the profit attributable to shareholders of the group compared to last financial year, was reduced by $5.5 million to $27.5 million. However, the report said that it was calculated after the government subsidies under the anti-epidemic funds of $33.3 million. Therefore, if the subsidies were deducted, the group was facing a loss of about $5.8 million. The report added that over 60% of the group's total revenue was generated from the out digital platforms, and information and solution businesses. I'm hoping they can actually make. I mean, everybody's moving online, so I don't really think it's. I don't really blame them about what's going on. I mean, God bless them. Hopefully, they hopefully they do a good job. You know, Hong Kong YouTubers charged with trespassing into an abandoned Lantau Correctional Facilities. Two Hong Kong YouTubers. Have been charged with trespassing into an ab- two abandoned correctional facilities on Lantau Island. <laughs> Are you serious? So Kate Lam, who's twenty-six years old, and Tom White King, who's twenty-seven years old, appear at the West Kowloon Magistrates Court on Tuesday. They're accused of cre- trespassing into properties under the jurisdiction or management of public authorities. A witness report. The court heard that two. Entered the Chi um Wan Correctional Institutions and Chisum and Chisum Correctional Institutions, which is under the Correctional Service Department, uh, management on February seventeenth this year. The two facilities, formerly a camp for Vietnamese refugees in the nineteen seventies, and later transformed into a drug addi- addiction treatment center, are no longer in operations. Other law enforcement department occasionally use the facilities to conduct trainings and drills. The local media report. The facilities are located in Chima One, a remote bay in a southern Lantau island. According to local media outlets, Lam and Tam shot a YouTube videos of themselves entering the facilities and flying a drone. The video, which was uploaded on Lam's channel, is no longer available. The court heard on Tuesday that the clip has already been taken down. Lam's channel has around 88,500 followers and consists of videos, of videos of her and Tam hiking Camping and exploring Hong Kong's outdoors. Principal Magistrate Peter Law adjourned the case to October 24th. The two were released on bail of $500. According to the summary offense ordinance, those convicted of trespassing face a penalty of up to three months' imprisonment. You may say, well, that's less than what they get, but at the same time, I don't know why they can't just have the facility open up, I get it's a training place for police officers, but most of the time it's abandoned, There's no reason to have them anyway. Top government advisor Regine Yip says flat purchase was legal, reports of 7.66 million dollars stamp duty was saving wrong. Top Hong Kong government advisor Regine Yip has hit out at has hit out at local media reports which claim she saved seven point sixty six million dollars in stamp duty by purchasing a flat via company shares. Oh my gosh. I don't know what was she thinking. The idea that buying a property through a company's amount to tax evasion was unfair and quite ignorant, she said. Isn't that also embezzlement there girl? The chairwoman of the New People's Party confirmed with Hong Kong Free Press on Wednesday that she bought brought a um, she bought a flat on Bowen Place in Levels for 51.8 million dollars in recent months through the transfer of shares. Instead of paying the usual 50 percent 15 percent stamp duty, the convenor of the executive council, which advises the city's leader, was only taxed 0.2 percent. Its re- recent flat purchase was first reported on Tuesday by local local newspaper outlets. Hong Kong on One, which said the new property was disclosed on the Executive Council's Register of uh, Members' Interest. According to the documents, it declared that there was one residential per, uh, property, one-car parking space in the Central and Western District held in the name of Magic Fiddle Limited for Sub-Occupation. Ip, who's also a legislator, told Hong Kong for Press on Wednesday that she set up the limited company to purchase Aloe. Alway Holdings, uh, Holdings Limited, which owns the Flat in Central, it was wrong for local media outlets to assume she saved seven point sixty six million dollars in stamp duty because her daughter has intended to make the purchase as a first time home buyer. She said, "The local media reports assumptions that I saved seven million dollars in stamp duty is wrong because my daughter actually wanted to buy, wanted to purchase it." Wanted to purchase it as a first-time home buyer, in which she could o- she would only ha- only pay two point two million dollars in stamp duty, if told Hong Kong in a phone interview. According to Hong Kong One, citing company's registry reports and records, Magic Fiddle was established in March with Ip and her daughter as a founding members and directors. Oh my gosh, I think this is going to get worse. Ip also became a director of Allway Holdings recently. The report read. It said the transaction was handled by an agent, who told her that the vendor wanted to sell the flats through a holding company. Forming a new company to buy the holding, comp- buy the holding company it was only her only option, she said. She had that she incurred additional expenses, such as legal fees and diligence fees, to ensure All Way Holdings was not in debt or had uh, illegal issues. It is wrong to suggest that I saved $7 million stamp duty, everything I did was awful, and at the request of the vendor," the lawmaker said. If confirmed with Hong Kong Press on Wednesday that all Holdings was previously held by Michelle Chang, owner and CEO of the public relations company Occasions Asia Pacific. The legislators said Chang's company acted for her on one occasion. But she did not know change personally. In 2018, local development policy think tank, Liber Research Committee, found that the government has lost at least $9.4 billion since 2010 after p- property buyers dodged stamp duty by making purchases through tra- share transfers. Why can't you just admit wh- about what you got? I don't get why they need to cover it up for themselves. According to the study, amongst among the 426 cases identified by the think tank, 90 cases involved foreign buyers, with some being high-level executives of mainland property companies, ex-members of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, and local celebrities. CK Hutchinson Holdings, founded by Hong Kong magnate Li Ka-Shing, um, also sold flats using share transfers, Libra's study found. Ask on Wednesday about criticism that share transfer was a loophole to dodge stamp duties, it said the government would have changed the law if it was undesirable loopholes. She compared the practice to parents funding their children to buy a property as first-time homebuyers, saying it was quite lawful. <laughs> a lot of comments were unfair and really quite ignorant. I think it's quite unfair to suggest that property purchased through a company is a tax evasion. It is a buyer's choice and a... Is a way in which it mo- is most convenient. You said, "Okay, I can see with that." But does it also involve with conflict of interest, also in- equate to embezzlement for buying a house on your own name. Is that why it is? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so why aren't you? Why aren't you doing anything about it? I mean, you say, "Well, I want to change the law." Well, it's only good for you. Maybe it benefits for you guys. Not benefit for any Hong regular Hong Kong people. Uh, okay, how about any Hong Kongers who don't have a freaking money to buy a house? Or even or even money to even rent a freaking flat. I mean, how many of these celebrities and how many of these wealthy people dodge freaking stamp duty or even dodge taxes in general? I just feel like it's very unfair because many of these are coming from of many poor and middle class Hong Kong's pockets. It doesn't come out of like some random, maybe it doesn't come from a foreign company's pocket. It doesn't come out from random people's pocket. It came out of literal all people's pop from all the Hong Kongers who barely make over a hundred dollars pockets, all taxpayers' pockets. So you know, I'm I don't hear the you know BS saying, well they have the right to buy it. Well, if that's result in our tax pay- money paying for their freaking salary, then don't bother. I don't bother them giving them anything. It's not rocket science, all right. So basically, why do I need to give them money? I don't know. Why would I give them anything anyway? Because at this point, we're wasting so much money giving to these guys, like, in trying to increase their freaking salary. It's almost the point where Hong Kong people don't even trust the government no more. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll meet your stooges. I won't like. I won't. I won't do anything about it. This is just some points where the government's tends to hide and they never really They're like they're like basically turtles. You know. I mean there's a thing where turtles will hide inside a shell. That's what they basically are. They're basically freaking turtles hiding in their freaking shell. No shame, no nothing. That's what they are. And they should be ashamed of their freaking selves. And I'm hoping many Hong Kongers or many residents agree with that. At least support agree my views because that is the point where it gets worse, All right? Withdraw property cooling measures to stabilize markets. This is according to Hong Kong rural bodies that tells it, who tells the, the leader John Lee, a powerful Hong Kong rural group has called on the government to stabilize the property market by scrapping spicy measures. As representatives met Chief Executive John Lee to submit recommendations for the Lee's second policy address later this year. Speaking to reporters in Cantonese after, after meeting with Lee on Wednesday, Hongi Group's chairman Kenneth Lau said the government should consider whether spicy measures such as stamp duties introduced to curb rampant, rampant speculations were still in effect. The Hongi Group, a statutory body made up of representatives of the rural committees in the new territories, submitted 35 recommendations spanning nine areas on Wednesday. Focusing on developments in the new metro- northern metropolis, public consultations on the 2023 policy address, which outlines the government's policy agenda for the year ahead and will deliver on October 25th, beginning late last month. Law also said that raising in- rising inter- U.S. interest rates would have a definite negative impact on the local economy, And that now was and that now was the best time to scrap demand size measures and stabilize the property market. They've been there for over ten years, he said, referring to these special stamp duties and that property prices have been plunging as interest interest hikes um uh, rates hikes. How about make it price go down even more so that would make people buy more buy the house even more? Yay! Like that's gonna do anything. Honeycup also suggested the government Improved development in urban and rural areas that suggestion aligned with a policy framework put forward by UK, by wink wink the central communist the central committee of the Chinese Communist Party in April 2019 outlining procedures for eradicating disparities in urban and rural development and living standards in the years leading up to 2035 Lao said planning for this set for the sun tech um Technopole project, a technology hub near Hong Kong borders with mainland China, failed to int- int- um, integrate development between urban and rural areas. In a recent launched Santin Technopole development plan, it appears that urban and rural development continues to be separate and does not unleash the potential of rural lands, Lao said. The Santin Technopole itself would cover 200- 627 hectares including some 300 hectares for tech purposes, and more than 50,000 homes. It is intended to support the city's ambition to become an international innovation and te- technology hub. Lalata Hongyukop last week launched a consultation on Yulong and North District ancestral land sites and would submit a report to the government by October. Secretary for Development, Benedict Lim. Said last month that the Development Bureau was in talks with the Rural Body to explore options for streamlined ancestral land resumptions for development. How about I mean, this is something that the small house policy still does nowadays. No thanks to the colonial era that really actually screw up these measures. Like, they really really does the government really address? They keep talking about national security, national security but do they do but they really do anything about you know the housing problems the housing markets? I wish they can really focus on housing markets more than it is on freaking national security. It just drives me absolutely bananas when they I hear that It's basically like can you at least can you at least get Hong Kong residents houses i want i would be I would be very appreciative if they do that, but no they did't they never did. Like they ever care at all anyway because if they really cared they would have said something otherwise but they did they just felt like well these people are just left out let's just let them let them be well you gotta help them anyway that's what you want you want to help them you want to make sure that they actually get some support from anyone and i'm hoping that these guys can get housing and hoping the government can actually find a way to fix the problem instead of focusing too much on national security problems. Government watchdog finds lack of subsidized daycare center spots for Hong Kong elderly in some districts. Hong Kong elderly daycare centers, which provide subsidized services under a government scheme, are unable to meet demands in some districts. The state's public watchdog has found. Announcing the findings of its latest his latest investigations, the office of the ombudsman, ombudsman said on Thursday that there was not there was there were not enough spots on at some day some daycare centers operating as part of a of these community care service vouchers for the elderly pilot scheme. Demand exceeded supply in Eastern District, Southern District, Wong Sing District, Sating District, Island District, and Yulong District. The government watchdog said. Astoria launched a pilot scheme run by the Social Welfare Department in September 2013 amidst the city's aging populations. El- eligible senior citizens can receive daycare and home care services by recognized pro- providers at a subsidized rate. The s- subsidy amount, to, um, amount is based on household income, with the government paying up to 40%. The Social Welfare Department should invite more organizations to offer services in districts with strong demands, the Ombudsman said. Last year, Chief Executive John Lee announced in in his Maiden's Policy Address that the program, which is still in its pilot stage, would be regularized in the third quarter of this year, allowing more elderly to benefit. The Ombudsman also found that while the Social Welfare Department Require service providers to update vacancies on a government website. A random check of 10 providers showed that half of them were last updated three months to more than two years ago. The Social Welfare Department explained to the watchdog that the long delays in updates was due to COVID-19, during which vacancies remained unchanged for a long period. For a long period. In response, the Ombudsman said service providers should deliver to still deliver updates even if there were no changes, the social welfare department should modify its website to allow people to check rear vacancies. That way vouchers holders or carriers um or carers would not need to call individual providers to ask. Apart from daycare, the elderly can also receive home-based services. Under the scheme, such as meal delivery, rehabilitation, and speech therapy, the Ombudsman said. The capacity of home based services would abundantly accommodate the needs of voucher users and those on a waiting list. The Social Welfare Department said it would actively follow up on the report's recommendations and it hoped. That new measures introduced after regular rise would attract more elderly, uh, eligible elderly people. The government's mid year population statistics and population projections have shown that the city can expect an increasingly aged population. With post war baby boomers entering old ages and the rising life expenditures at birth for both sexes, the numbers of elderly people elderly persons aged 64 and over 65 and over was projected to nearly double over a 25 year period the census and statistics departments said in a press release more than 1 in 3 residents would be aged 65 or above by 2046 compared to 1 in 5 now the department department the government said in march that it would it was committed to create a healthy aging environment for the growing elderly populations, this city's estimated recurrent spending on senior citizens was one hundred twenty three point one billion dollars from twenty twenty three to twenty twenty four, up from seventy one billion dollars from twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen. Labor Secretary Chris Sun added, "I wish they built they spend more time building that rather than building freaking facilities that actually will a lot more." nearly, nearly I should say Using it for COVID freaking crap. Quarantine centers. Maybe they should use maybe they should use those quarantine centers for something else. Maybe build care homes with that. I don't know. I might get I'm gonna get a lot of hate, but they spend more money on that than it is on care homes for elderly people. Literally. They spend more time on that they spend more money on that than it is on giving homes to any people who live on freaking streets. Why does it took five years. For people to get a house. I don't know how long. But five years or six years or something. Why can they do it? Why can't they just at least decrease it to. I don't know a month or maybe a week. It, actually a week would have been a good idea. No they're not even. They're not taking it outside the box. Unfortunately. I mean these gummies. Are, are run by morons. They're not run by geniuses. They're run by morons. Rest me, government. <laughs> Hong Kong's High Court to rule next week on bid to block plan for public housings on golf course. The High Court will decide next Friday whether to block the government's approval of a of an environment, environmental impact assessment report that would allow the building of public housing on parts of Hong Kong's scenic, scenic foundling golf course. The Hong Kong Golf Club has sought a judicial review for the decision, the decision on the ground that the assessments had not been properly conducted. Appearing before High Court, High Court Judge Russell Coleman on Thursday, the club's lawyer, Senior Counsel Benjamin Yu, defended this application for a temporary suspension order against approval of the assessment. The funding course, which is leased from the government, covers 172 hectares a is planned to take back a section covering 32 hectares, 9.5 hectares for housing and the rest for conservation and recreations, after the club leases expire next month. The Environmental Protection Department and May gave conditional approval to the plan to build subsidized housing for 33,600 residents on the 9.5 hectares plot after the Civil Engineering and Development Department were told to provide additional information. The High Court last month allowed the golf the golf club to apply for a judicial review of the environmental impact assessment, which concluded that around eight hectares of the golf course was suitable for housing. The court also granted an interim order to put the government's approval of the reports on hold. Judicial reviews examined the the decision making processes of administrative bodies, but issues under review must be shown to affect the wider public interest. The golf club says the e- the EPD acted upon beyond its power as it did not first permit and invite public cons- comments on the further information provided by the CEDD. But the majority of the town's planning board remains supportive of the housing p- plan. You said the founding course's 100 years history made it Hong Kong oldest course with its valuable cultural heritage which had hosted international, international events such as the Hong Kong Open. The barrister said the course his, the course historical value was no less significant than that of Queen's peers and, and questioned how building public housing there would contribute to the per, um, preservation of Cultural heritage. Old and valuable trees were growing on parts of the on parts of the plots slated for public housing. You said the golf club did not launch the legal challenge so that it might renew its lease, but rather challenged the inadequacies of the environmental impact assessments in the interest of conservation. Representative director of Environmental Protections and Senior Council and former Justice Minister Rimsky Yuan said the government would not initiate any land use um, studies or land surveys in distrib- distributed areas within the next 24 months or until the discharge review was complete if the golf club withdrew its application for an order. But you rejected the proposal, saying an order was necessary to cover the town's planning board administrative procedures, Judge Coleman adjourned his verdict next Friday and allowed the temporary suspension order to remain in effect. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what they're going to do next, but God bless them, actually. And we will talk, and there will be more that we're going to be talking about, so we're going to stick right there and we're going to continue. All right, let's just continue on then. The Hong Kong Press group to offer relief to employees of soon to be axed print newspaper Sky Post. The city's largest journalist group has said it will offer assistance to employees of Hong Kong newspaper Sky Post, which will soon publish its final print edition limiting the expected layoffs of experienced journalists, a move that is said would do a blow to press freedom in Hong Kong. In a statement on Friday morning, the Hong Kong Journalist Association said that it had become increasingly difficult for the media organizations to operate commercially and under the state of press freedom in Hong Kong. The association's stat- statements came after Sky Post, one of Hong Kong's free Chinese language newspapers, announced it would halt publications of its print editions next month as it focused on online content. SkyPost made the announcements on a Facebook post in Chinese on Wednesday. According to local media reports, Skypos held a 10-minute staff meeting where, um, where staff were reportedly told the paper's Human resource Department would meet employees one by one to discuss compensation. Most of the staff would be dismissed, according to another report. According to the 2022-2023 and 2023 annual reports of SkyPost's parent, co- parent company, the Hong Kong Economic Times Group, the group was facing a loss of $5.8 million. In its Chinese language statements on Friday, Hong Kong Journalists Association said SkyPost employees would be welcome to seek assistance from the association. Colleagues from SkyPost can get in touch with the association. If needed, we will do our best to provide assistance, as we always have done. If they were members of the association, they could also apply for unemployment relief. Currently, many colleagues are facing the the threats of layoff and reductions in salary and benefits. Journalists who are passionate about their work are forced to give up their ideals over livelihood issues, the statement continued. The association also said it was concerned that the loss of experienced journalists would lead to a reduction in quality journalism one of the reasons for for the state of declining press freedom. Our association hopes that our operators and management of uh, major media organizations will take into account the negative uh, ramifications of brain brain death within the industry while considering considering costs, the association's statement read. They also call on Media organizations to make every effort to retain talents and to notify the association if they had any job vacancies. This is something that is very, very scary for all Hong Kongers, and it's very, very difficult for all Hong Kongers to deal with, you know. And I'm hoping that, um, of course, the government is going to target them anyway, so like that, but like that's going to do anything oh, anyway. So the only thing I'm hoping for is actually is that the government will actually will not cause any more problems with with the Journalist association, cause any problem with press freedom. I'm hoping that they would just leave them alone, and hopefully they don't have to deal, they don't have to cause a lot of problems with them. I'm hoping that will happen, but we don't know about that, and that, because it's declining, it's since been declining for so long. So what else can we even say anyway? And we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, Hong Kong rural body concerned over fate of villages amidst plans for a massive tech hub near border. A powerful rural body has expressed concerns over the fate of seven villages located within an area of the area the government had earmarked for the development of a new tech hub near the city borders with Shenzhen. On Thursday, the Hong Kong hosted a forum to discuss Santing's techno techno poll, a government plan to build a massive innovation and techno, um, technology hub and in the northern parts of China, northern parts of Hong Kong, the project aims to attract companies and talents, but remains controversial owing to potential impact on wetlands conservations and local villagers. Aside from the representatives of the rural body, Secretary for Development, Bernadette Lin, and Secretary for Innovation and Technology of technology and industry. Dong, attended the forum to introduce the development pro- plans. Pro-establishment Post- lawmakers Virginia, who recently faced public scrutiny over a property purchase, attended the forum for a group photos but left before giving any speeches. Development chief Lin said said the um, the hub, which will cover a total of to- six hundred and twenty seven hectares, will see an INT zone of some 300 hectares, 50,000 units of public and private public uh, private housing, as well as 6,400 units to accommodate fresh talent. The seven existing villages located at the heart of the hub will not see any development by the government, told the forum. The rural body chair, Lao, who is also a lawmaker and a member of the Executive Council, told Hong Kong Free Press that people from some villagers, were concerned about whether they would be integrated into the future development po- projects. He added that the Gulf had been trying to negotiate with the government some redevelopment assistance for the villagers. Sun, the innovation chief said at the forum that the development chief has exchanged views with Lao on, step- on the hub several times recently and suffered a lot of pressures from Lao. Allowed Met to the city's leader John Lee on Wednesday to submit the rural by proposal for the coming propo- um, policy address, which included which included many suggestions relating to to the tech hub. The rural village areas would be surrounded by seven million by seven million square meters of building density for INT purpose purposes as well as housing resulting in a high and in highly incrudent planning approach the proposal the body proposal read in Chinese. It urged the government to integrate the development of villages into the plan. Lao who said the body is also concerned about the protections of wetlands and fish ponds, as well as how the government will acquire ancestral lands in the in the rural area and that the government will start to acquire land in the latter half in the half year of 2024. Two months of the pu- public consultations relating to the hub was completed earlier this month. The development chief said that work on the first batch of land for INT purposes will begin the final quarters of next year after an environmental impact assessment is submitted to the to the environmental protection Department. The technopole um, uh, development has also come under fire from environmentalists over potential damage to two hundred forty-eight hectares of wetland conservation areas and buffer zone. They did not mention the protections of the wetlands within the within the technopole during the forum, but she said that the government will protect uh, another areas of wetlands, sample uh, sample sample水 wetlands near technopole, urban Plan, the planning NGO Labor Research Committee said in an article published in May that the government had decreased the size of the, of the San Po Sui reserve from 520 hectares as mentioned in 2021, Northern Metropolis development strategy to be around 300 hectares in its updated plan. The innovation chief said TechnoPol was see was two approaches to land lease in the future. One is based on the highest bid while the other is based on quality of tenders, which is a direct land allocation model, like in, like the latter but still but it is still going through process of study, sunset and mandarin. He added that by defining quality, the government will check whether the tender is a leading company and in the INT sections, its economic values, how many jobs it could provide, and it and it, and it impacts and its impact on the environment. Some entrepreneurs traveled from the mainland to join Thursday's forum in Hong Kong. Four INT entrepreneurs were invited to give presentations about their companies and express their their wish to establish businesses at TechnoPole. I don't know how would that improve it, but we'll see how it goes, right? This is something that I don't expect it to improve overnight, but I'm hoping that's something that we can actually make it better. So, what do we got here? So, Jimmy Lai's case, Jimmy Lai's trial, right, national security trial of Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai to be delayed again to December. A Hong Kong court has suggested postponing the high-profile trial of pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai once again to, to December. When one of the handpicked judges is expected to finish presiding over the landmark national security cases involving 47 Democrats. The closely-watched trial of the founder of the defunct newspaper, Out Daily is set to begin on December 18th, and is expected to last for around 80 days. The panel of three high court judges said on Friday, during a pre-trial review of the case, to be scheduled on the trial, which was which is supposed to begin last December before be, being adjourned to, to, to September, was to ensure that National Security Judge Alex Lee would be done with another national security trial before the start of Lai's case. The court would break on on December twenty second for Christmas and resume trial, uh, resume the he- hearing case, resume hearing the case on t- January second, two thousand twenty four. Judge Esther said. The seventy five year old media tycoon originally faced four charges. Two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign forces, and one count of collusion with foreign forces under the Security Law, and one offense linked to the alleged um, allegedly seditious publications. The collusion charge has been left on court file, meaning that while the prosecution reserved the right to proceed with the charge, it could not do so without a judge's permission. Representing lying, barrister Stephen Kwan told the court that an important player of the defense team, senior counsel Robert Pong, may not be available between January and March next year. He would have he would have to contact a lawyer whom he described as indispensable to confirm the trial date. Quan said, "All counsels are important players. This is a very long trial. We do not want any more delays." Said Toe. Lai was first arrested under the national security law in early August 2020, a little over a month after the sweeping legislation came into force on January on June 30th of that year. He was formally charged in December 2020 and has been detained since then. Lai's case sparked a string of legal debates, which have led to unprecedented court decisions, including establishing that national security defendants would be subject to a more stringent bail threshold. On Friday, Lee said the defense plan to challenge the six-month time limitation on pressing the suggestion charge against Lai was re- reasonable. And that the court would have to resolve the issue before it lied formally into its plea. Lee persecutor Anthony Chow told the court on Friday that there were 4,000 to 5,000 pages of Chinese documents currently being translated into English. He estimated the translation would be completed in late September. Activist Andy Lee and paralegal Chan who pled guilty almost two years ago to conspiring with Lai to commit foreign collusion was said to testify against him at the trial, the prosecutor reviewed Subject to-, to the evidence the pair gives in court, the defense may call an expert witness relating to the use of messaging apps Signal Quan. The High Court offered or the High Court ordered in September last year that Li and Chan would face sentencing after the completion of Lai's trial. The defense informed the court that Lai would likely seek clarification from the judge on whether evidence dated before the enactment of the national security law was admissible. The media tycoon, who is currently serving a five year and nine month prison term for fraud, sought to hire bar- um, British bar- uh, barrister Timothy Owen to represent him in the trial. Owen admission prompted debates over whether overseas counsel not qualified to practice in Hong Kong would be allowed to take part in national security cases. The controversy eventually led to a first-ever interpretation of national security law by Chinese legislati- legislators last December, which confirmed that the chief executive and the Hong Kong Committee for Safeguarding National Security held the power to decide on the matter. Lai was ordered, was ordered earlier this month to pay the cost of his unreasonable litigation conducted concerning two failed legal challenges to Beijing's interpretation. At this point, we shouldn't say anything. It's almost like it's almost a point as political persecution. We're not trying to, we're not lying here. This is a political persecution. If you ask me about that, because it is a political persecution, there's no rights to be served, there's no fair trial whatsoever. I don't even know how fair this trial can be. Because if it was fair, they would allow them to have their own lawyers. Three f- to report for right now. National Security Police questions Hong Kong woman over alleged links to one activist who needs in Asian law reports. Hong Kong National Security Police have taken away a woman with report report uh, reported links to a one activist and ex-lawmaker for questioning, according to local media, the latest move in authorities investigations of eight overseas pro-democracy figures issued with arrest warrants and a one million dollar bounties. Signing sources Local outlets report that national security police were investigating whether a woman named Yu Chi-Yang has been in contact with one ex uh, one an activist and ex lawmaker named Law, and whether there has been a monetary transaction between them. Yu, Yu's name has been translated from a Chinese name mentioned on local media reports. Yu has been Yu was taken away from her apartment in Norman Point. North Point on Friday afternoon. Atlas, including Ming Pao and Sing Tao, reported that she was familiar with members of former Pro Democracy Party Democisto, of which Law was a founding member. Hong Kong Press had reached out to the police for comments, like they're going to do anything about it. Law is amongst the eight self exiled activists wanted by Hong Kong National Security Police, with authorities offering a bounty of $1 million for, um, for each of the Democrats. He announced that he had left Hong Kong after Beijing imposed a national security law in June 2020, and he is now based in the U.K. National security police last month took away Law's parents and burned for questioning, local media report They were questioned about whether they had provided financial support for Law, and if they were his agents in Hong Kong, and were released from the police stations afterwards. Besides Law, the one at De- Democrat Democrats are economic is Ted Hui and Dennis Kwok, activists Anna Kwok, Emma Yuan, Mum Tat, and Finn La and solicitor Kevin Yam. All of them are now based abroad, including in the US, UK and Australia. Family members and acquaintances of Anna Kwok, Dennis Kwok, Mum, and Yuan have been taken in for questioning since the warrants were issued. Police said that the group has seriously violated national security offenses by calling for sanctions against local officials and scheming for foreign countries to undermine Hong Kong's status as a financial center. While Western countries have denounced the arrest warrants, pro-stachment groups have thrown their support behind the police move and said the activists should be held accountable to the law. For speaking out against the government, is that what it means? And one final report for today, I thought the government was telling me to do it. Hong Kong court rejects appeal for a man jailed over the twenty nineteen mob attack. A man who lost an appeal against his convictions 51 and fifty one and fifty one month sentence over his involvement in a mob attack in Long in twenty nineteen has told the court has told the court that the authorities urged him to do it. told uh, the local media in her report decorator Ching-wai uh, Ming 64 years old appeared at the Court of Appeal on Friday. He was convicted of, vi- of rioting and conspiracy to causing injury and sentenced to four years and three months in jail in October 20, um, 2022, participating in indiscriminate attacks against protesters, commuters, and journalists at the Long MTR station on July 21, 2019. Ching did not have a legal representative for his appeal. He told the court he thought the police wouldn't had not properly handled the suspect's identification process and that officers have not found the clothes he was wearing on the day, day of the attacks. The attackers that day were seen wearing white t-shirts. He also argued that the sentence was too heavy. Several times, Chang told the court that he wanted to share the truth about what happened that day. If I don't say it today, I won't have another chance, Chang told Judge Antia Peng in Cantonese. I thought the government was telling me to do it. It was that simple, Ching said. In the response the judge said, I have to stop you now, I and mean that an appeal hearing was not a retrial, and the court did not allow for expressions of personal feelings. The court rejected Ching's bid to appeal his conviction and sentence, with Pong saying that the original trial was fair and thorough, and the sentence was fair. Now the twenty nineteen attack the attack in twenty nineteen struck anger and distrust against authorities even more. Some suspecting the men in white shirts, many of them villagers from Yulong, were supported by pro establishment forces. They also alleged that Junius Ho was also part of it as well. When sentencing Qing last October, Judge Anna Lai of District Court said that Yunlong riot happened from 10.40pm to 11.14pm on July 1, 2019, and Qing participated in a second roundup attack, the judge said. Ching did not carry weapons when walking into the Yulong NPR stations, but later attacked others with a rat tank cane. The court also said that Ching waved to others in white shirts upon leaving the stations, indicated that for others to proceed towards the train platforms, showing Ching had actively participated in the incident, but was not a leader. The judge added that many people got injured on July 21, 2019, and fortunately, many of them had minor injuries. Yeah, mine injuries with the biggest scar in the frickin' back and they can't even move at all. But the impact of the incident was evident in public outrage at the time. Yeah, it was indiscriminate. It must have been because the police did nothing whatsoever. They basically let them attack wherever they want. Let them go wild, let them go nuts on them. They literally attacked these guys like a bunch of wild animals. I'm not saying that just to actually be, you know, a little bit more polite. That's what it is. They literally attacked them just like wild animals would. And literally letting them scarred for and the police just let them basically just let them die there. Many of them are wondering why the police abandoned them. It just felt like they are literally colluding with the with the with the with the, with the uh, little instigators of it. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you join every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And our radio show is coming up pretty soon. Probably coming up after after next week. And we and we'll talk more about stuff about America's reports, current affairs in America. And that's it for today. We'll talk more next time. This is Team Cam, my my radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care. Can't host my radio. It's on on every monday and every friday can hold my radio welcome to the show thank you <laughs>